people who loves you speak, who you've called and asked to do this on your behalf. Amen. Amen. Oh, glasses. Yeah, two glasses. Yeah. You know the best seats, ooh, down a little bit. The best seats at a concert are always up in the front, you know, so if you want to move up, it's okay. I always sit. I, I do. I always sit in the back because I'm an old man and sometimes I have to get up and go do things that old men do. And we may have another meet and greet today, you know, in the middle of the thing because I'm an old man and things are like that. I always thought when, it, when I got, I, I've had a, a, a sermon in the box to preach in case someone called me up. And, uh, and then I would, Ernie asked me to do this and I started to dig out the box, and my heart stirred towards, I want to just talk about God today. And then my sermon is about, you need to read the Word of God. Your salvation's your responsibility. If someone gets up here and is talking falsehood, and you buy it, it's your fault. Uh, but my heart was, and then last week, Patty started mentioning about false prophets and stuff, and throughout Paul writes letters, and John writes letters, all their epistles are letters because they're facing false prophets and, and heretics, and they don't come in looking like demons. They come in looking nice, and you got to notice them when they're, when they're there. Anyway, I thought, okay, go pull it out. And then my heart said, no, can't do that. I got something else. I want to talk about God today. Why do we come to church? Uh, and that, uh, so I'm not going to preach today. going to have one talk session. Eh? Yeah. Hey, what? Church always got to be the same? No way. Tell you what. First, let's consider, why do we come to church? Do we come to worship? Uh, pray, give God the glory. Uh, do we come because our spouse will impress us? Or maybe because someone we really like to get to know or that we know is there and we want to hang out with them and stuff? Uh, you know, and maybe, maybe we had one tough week. Eh? I had one rough week. How about you? No, the guy's not on it. He's not paying attention back there. I had one rough week. How about you? <laughs> what? Oh, uh, no care. I don't care. Whatever you want to put up. NASB. Okay. Technical difficulties. It's giving, you, it's giving you time. I thought you said you were going to be right down here where you could hassle me. Come on, bro. No scared. No scared. I love all you guys. I love all you guys. And no going to bite. Yeah, hey. Yeah, really. It's been a rough week. I made it. How about you? Hey, shaka sista. Okay. Anybody else? You know, I feel like I got a lot of low end in this thing, but does this sound normal to you guys? Okay, I'm not used to doing this. So, so you know, sometimes you show up at church 
Maybe you never get your morning coffee. Uh, he's so slow. <laughs> it's supposed, it's supposed to be, go. there you go. There's a morning coffee guy. Okay. Uh, maybe you come to church on Sunday because it's Sunday. And we always do them like that. Okay? And, you know, it's just what, it's just what you do. So, this week, we're going, oh, maybe you want to learn something. Maybe you're going to make, hope you hear something going to make you feel good inside. You know? Uh, but God, El Shaddai, whatever our reasons, you, O oh Lord, have called us here today. Draw our hearts to you, and if you're willing, let us feel your presence here. You know, God is here. Uh, everywhere you go, he is there. And scripture says, where two or more are gathered in my name, it doesn't say I'll be with you. He said I'll be in the midst of you. You can't be in the midst of one. He, when two are there, he can get in the middle and keep me and Eddie apart. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, we give you the glory now, Lord. Let's go get them. Why do people shout and jump at sporting events or concerts or things like that? That's a question. They're excited. Why are they excited? Because your team win do something awesome, yeah? Like the Raiders win signed the beast. Marshawn Lynch. You know, this guy knows how to run a football. You think the rest of the league's jumping and shouting and throwing their hands up? No. When you walk through that door, because maybe you had a rough week, you didn't get your coffee, the devil come against you just getting here, and your significant other, that way I'm not going to say wife or husband and put it on anybody, come grumbling at you. You know, and you walk through the door, you're just not ready, eh? You know? That happened to you? Ever happened? Yeah. So, uh, Right, that's where the rough week. Okay, so God, who he? God is love. Did he do it? Oh, pretty good. Uh, what does that mean? What is love? The Greeks, the Greeks have four different words for love. Familial, family, uh, friendship, like me and Eddie, we got them. We like each other. We're good friends. Me and Rick, you know, uh, eros, which is passion, and there's nothing bad about that if it's in the right right spot, and agape, which is unconditional. And I, th I, I, I haven't penned it yet, but I think there's another one out there someplace because sometimes I just feel love that doesn't meet any of those criteria, but God is. He loves us as a father. He loves Israel. He's called him out. Uh, Jesus, uh, at the Last Supper, told the disciples, he says, I no longer call you slaves. I call you friends. You're my friends. To have Jesus as your friend, how much better can it get? Eros. Uh, you know, it, 
embarrasses us sometimes, I think, but there's places God writes in the Old Testament about Israel, and we were reading it in Ezekiel a few weeks ago and stuff, where God talks about Israel, how he brought it, like, like a, a lover, and how she grows up and starts developing, uh, maturing and stuff, and then she turns her back on him and goes out and plays a harlot and stuff, and it breaks his heart to the spot where he gets, he come hoo-hoo with her, big time mad, you know, and he's going to throw her out, but love, you know, is going to draw her back again. The prodigal son, hey, he went out, the father was sitting there waiting for us, yeah? He was waiting for you, he was waiting for me. Come one good thing. Uh, switch him around now. I think I got God is light. Because, yeah, good. Because we couldn't get the, the, the pictures in order from my book. God is light. What is light? Light helps us see. But, yeah. You know, but light is also that, that thing in your heart that guides us down the road. It keeps you on the right path. If you walk in the light, as God is in the light, it's good. Uh, if you walk in the darkness, you can stumble and fall. It's going to be one big mess on your nose. But you know the righteous man falls seven times, and he gets up again, because we're all going to stumble. No preaching to you today. Just, just thinking. Of, I'm thinking out loud. I like usually just get to think quiet. Today I get to yak on. <laughs> What's the next one I got on there? Oh, God is good. Okay. God doesn't do bad kind things. We do. Uh, the world out there like to put God down because they don't understand things that are happening. Six million Jews were killed by the Nazis. Hear stories about Jews, you know. I mean, I understand, you know, watching some kids get hung and they go, God, where are you now? You know, how can you let these bad kind things happen? What happened? The whole world, free world, got finally understood and let Israel, let Israel be born again. 2,000 years after they were kicked out last time. One one Jew that he thinks he's he, he thinks he's an atheist. He says you can talk to me about all these other things, but one thing scares me is when I think after two thousand years Israel's back <laughs> in Israel, you know, from something God is good. When things happen to us that we don't understand, Mary, I don't understand. Uh, we're not saying God's doing something bad, you know. There's places in scriptures where God says I do good and I do evil and stuff, but. We have, to, we have to consider that he's talk, trying to talk to us uh, worms. There's a place in there where he calls Jacob a worm. You know, and we're, we're just nothing. Uh, so God is holy. Uh, holy in, I may have some other scriptures here. I have to look and see. Uh, well, in Leviticus 11.44, God tells Israel he wants them to be set apart. He wants them to be separate. He doesn't want them to be like the nations around about. 
because he's separate. He wants them to live special. Then in the prophets, they start talking about a holiness that, that Peter reflects. Uh, in 2 Peter, 1 Peter 1, 6, 14 through 16, he talks about putting aside your former... Well, that's, that was the Leviticus. Uh, no... As obedient children, do not one of us which were yours in ignorance. Keep going, bro. 15 and 16. 16 is the important one. Uh, he says, be ye holy, for I am holy. But you see that the, the lust part, we, we have a different concept of God and his holiness. Because it is corrupt and pure. And that we're supposed to, we're supposed to try to emulate our father. Hey, when, you, when your dad did good things, made you feel good inside, and you wanted to go do them just like he did, yeah? Yeah, just like that. God is just. I am way out of sync on here. You know, I'm supposed to be reading these things. I got all these tabs in my Bible so I can flip the pages over there, and then you pull the tabs out as you go, and uh, then you find out where you are, and it makes it easier to read them all. And I'm now like 14 tabs in, and... I have no idea where I'm supposed to go next. Oh, Isaiah. That's number six. So I've got to pull out two. Okay, that's just the way it is when you don't do this all the time. You know, you... Three. Where the heck's four? Yeah. Thank you, Mary. My wife told me that last, last night. And that's what a good husband does. I'm, yeah, there's five. There's five. I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And, w and we're going to Isaiah, so it has to be back there. And I don't s I know, it's up there behind me, but... I know. Really? Hello. Okay. I know, we do. Well, you need someone like me who will make them fun in church. So you got someone for laugh at. Okay, because I don't see six at all. I, did, I didn't put one in there for six. Okay, so six says, I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and burnt offering. In the burnt offerings. And I will faithfully give to them their recompense and make everything, everlasting judgment with them. Well, God, God is just. He wants things, he wants equal balances. He talks to other places about, don't have multiple weights in the marketplace. Hey, they used to have some that would weigh heavy when they were out buying. They had some that would weigh light when they were trying to sell to people. And then they had the ones that really told things like they were when they were out buying and they wanted to make sure that, that someone else was using their weights and they'd use their own weights just to make sure. Because, hey, we're bad kind people, aren't we? Jews are no different. Maybe worse because, uh, just because, because they were God's people, and He was using them as, as uh, he's, he's used Israel as an example for all of us. So we're going to turn to Psalms, one thirty nine. Now this is kind of my my text that I started working off of, and went everywhere else, but uh, verses one through four and seven and ten. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You understand my thought from afar. 
You scrutinize my path, my laying down, and are intimately acquainted in all my ways. Even before there is a word on my tongue, O Lord, you know it. Where can I go from your spirit, or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest parts of the sea, even there your hand will lead me, and your right hand will lay hold of me. The first part of this, the Lord you search me and you know me, speaks about the Lord's omniscience. He knows all things. He knew who was going to show up today. So this was no mistake. Uh, maybe maybe you could have picked someone better, but it's, the message is God's message. Uh, he, you wake up in the middle of the night. He knows your thoughts before you wake up and think them. Uh, he knows what's happening at the end. He knows what's happening at the beginning. Uh, the second part talks about the Lord's omnipresence. He is everywhere. Om omniscience, he knows all things. Omnipresence, he's everywhere. Uh, it's not hard to understand. I can do that. Uh, hey, but how can he do this? Well, if we go to Exodus 3.14, God's been talking to Moses. And Moses wants to know, if I'm going to go speak to the children of Israel, who am I going to say sent me? And God says, tell them, tell them I am who am, and said, thus you shall say to the sons of Israel, I am has sent you. Is that seven? Yeah, I get that one. I'm just turning here so I can get rid of the little tablet that pulls out so easy that rips out half the page. Okay, uh, again, I have, uh, he is I am. Now, I have a question. What does I am mean? If you sit down, when you've got time on your hands, at the beach, I had a professor who gave us an assignment one time in Maui uh, to go out to the beach, and he told us, just go out there, Take a six-pack with you, or back in those days, you could take something else with you. You know, it's just, but, 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 yeah, Maui. Uh, but lay down in the sand and look at just look up at the stars. That was the whole assignment. Okay, look up in the stars and think about what does I am mean? I am. I'm not. I'm moving from picture frame to picture frame, but God is. Before the foundation of the world, God am. Uh, he was there at creation. Uh, I think I'm getting ahead of myself, uh, but uh, I'm skipping that one. He is going to be at the end. He's going to be there at the judgment when judgment takes place. He was there at the cross before the foundation of the world. He knew every moment in time, God is. Now here's a thought, if God is, 
in this moment, God's always been here, hasn't he? So in a sense, this moment is eternal. It has always existed because God am. Uh, so this moment, make the best you can of it and take that with you. Put it in your pipe and smoke it. What? Well, I'm kind of that kind of guy. Okay, in, in uh, Revelation, verse 22, chapter 22, 13, Jesus is speaking to him, and he says, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning of the end. 16, it says, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and descendant of David, the bright and morning star. Then we get, so God is creator. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, that speaks of God's omnipotence. He's all powerful. Everything we have that keeps us alive, the sun, God created it. The very elements God created. You know, later he said, you know, let there be light. Uh, I go, oh, did we do let there be light? Yeah, we did let there be light. And God, there's no darkness at all. And I looked, well, how could he say let there be light? Because God is light. Uh, and if he's light, how come there wasn't light for him that he had to say let there be light? Uh, because he's speaking into the, the physical world. He's in his world uh, and physical world hadn't, all the pieces hadn't come together yet. The molecules had to come crashing together, and when they come crashing together, they send off energy sparks and the place lights up. Did it happen in seven 24-hour days as we know it? Seven days as God knows them? Archaeological days? We talked about this in our Bible study back there in Genesis 1, or Einstein's theory of relativity that the seven days could have been billions of years. I don't care. I really don't care. Uh, I think I'd, God can do it any way he wants to, because he's the boss. Sometimes when I'm reading through, I think, yeah, God doesn't, why didn't he do it in an instant? Uh, because he's orderly, and he likes to put things the way they are. Uh, but God is, I am. He is the creator. He's omnipotent. Uh, John just got to be this one, except I don't know the next number. The last one I did was seven, eight, nine. There, let's try that one. Perfect. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things came into being through him, and nothing Apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Who the word? Who the word, it says, and we beheld, uh, someplace in here, 14, thanks, because I can't see, oh yeah, 14 and 17, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, 
glorious and only begotten from the Father, full of grace and life. Law was given through Moses. Grace and truth was realized through Jesus Christ. Uh, so this word, Jesus, then he shares something intimate. Oh, I, one of the things I wanted to tell you, just briefly, a lot of people, people trip up on this part here in John 1.1. 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And uh, the other Bibles put it in, was a God. But studying in, in the, in, as we first went to Maui, we moved over there as a family. That's before I met that teacher that told me to go sit on the beach. Uh, we'd, I'd been started walking with the Lord then. Uh, I was taking Greek at college, and I was in there, and I was just looking at that verse, and, and I was struggling over it, and I went and I looked it up, and the God, Theos, is used over hundreds of, you know, I don't know how many times in the Bible, but in the New Testament, when it is used with a direct object, ho Theos, which means we translate it the God or something, it's speaking specifically about the Father. And when it says Theos, without the whole, it's speaking about the nature and the being of God. So Jesus, the Last Supper, he's talking about, or he says the Father is greater than I because he's given up his glory. He says, now glorify me with the glory that I had with you before the foundation of the world because he's given it up in his present state. He's in a lesser position than the Father. And he's always been. Because in Colossians, I think it was, he says, equality with God isn't something that he thought should be grasped, but he let go of it so that the Father could be the best. Uh, because he's like that. Uh, so we got the word. So we can go to... So because Jesus is these things, and, and he is the word, and he was God, he can say... Uh, John eight fifty eight is that this is this little tab? Oh, oh, oh I'm getting good at this. <laughs> except, the, except, yeah, really. Except the tab was numbered the wrong direction. I know what it says anyway. Jesus is sitting there talking. That's why I'm getting lost. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and you know they're arguing and everything. And he he says, yeah, Abraham saw my day, and he rejoiced in it. And they said. You're not old enough. And he says, before Abraham was, I am. You know, that's just, that's, that's I love that. I, and, and they picked up stones. They knew what he was saying, and that was blasphemy. They still struggle with it today. Boy, I mean, there, there are Jews that have accepted Jesus as their Messiah, and even some of them have trouble with his I amness, but other Jews call him poly, not polygamists. That's different. Polytheists, you know, because they worship a false god. Because Jesus claimed to be God, and that's hero Israel, the Lord our God is one, and they can't they can't quite get a grasp on that. Uh, so, God is I am. Uh, there's something about the holiness of God here 
that's at, is added to the holiness of God. Because if you think about it, God am means he's not holy and just the righteous and pure and without corruption, but he's a holy another being. He's wholly different than us because we're stumbling through minute by minute, and he is. We're stumbling. I stumble to get up sometimes, and I hurt so bad and stuff. But he is, he is the, he has all the power in the world. Uh, and he has the power to do. And, you know, next time I'm going to talk about prayer or faith or something, something. But, you know, the leper comes up and says, if you're willing, you can make me whole. And he, Jesus touches him with compassion. He says, I'm willing. Behold, uh, he speaks to the, the storm at sea. And the storm at sea goes, yeah, yes, yes, Lord. And it sits down and bees quiet, you know. Um, he doesn't even speak. He just tells the waiters, go fill up the jars and take them to the thing. And water is now the best wine that any vintner has ever made. This guy goes, whoa. You kept the best to last. And he probably doesn't even realize what a vintage he had. Ooh, bottled some of that. I would love to, just to taste it. You know, that'd be good stuff. Uh, God is. Uh, so if I go back to my, my text today, which was Psalms 139, uh, and I read this part here. And I go, Lord, you search me, know me. You know when I sit down and rise up. You understand my thoughts from afar. And you scrutinize my path. Why am I not terrified? <laughs> I, I, I'm really, I wouldn't even start to tell you where I've been. It not, it's not good. Um, God's just amazing. Uh, but... Oh, why am I not terrified? The name Jesus in Hebrew is Yeshua. Do we have that up there? Did he get it? Yeah. No, that's it. Yeah. Yeshua. You know what Yeshua means? Yahweh is salvation. Yahweh is salvation. Uh, it means Yahweh, Yahweh saves. So we go to Isaiah 43, 11. 43, 10 through 11. Oh, yeah, Isaiah. It's got to be, oh, oh, gosh. Oh, hey, not bad. Things work. 43, 11. I, even I, am the Lord, and there is no Savior besides me. And 47.4, God tells it again. I don't have that. Oh, yes, I do. 47.4, our Redeemer, the Lord hosts is his name, the Holy One of Israel. Is that what? 47.4? Hmm. Our Redeemer, there it is. Yeah, I knew it was supposed to be in there. I just missed it because I'm too worried about these dang decines. Uh God is my salvation. He is my redeemer. 
You guys all know the story of Jesus. You know what he came to do. You know he died on the cross. Uh, so, is that worth a hallelujah? Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah, we, we need to get... I know, I'm that way. I sit in the back. I don't, I don't say nothing, but, but when you get... When you get a church that gets into it and they get fired up and hallelujahs and amens and yes, yes, it, it gets you stirred up inside because we need to get stirred up inside. Amen. Amen. We're, God's, we're God's people. We're, we're supposed to be the light in this world. I'm not preaching today. I'm talking about God. And I'm, I don't want to put anything on you. I don't want to put anything on you. I want you to just think about God. And if that doesn't put something on you, Nothing's going to put something on you. So let's just think about God. What else did I have to think about? Oh, yeah. Uh, I asked, what did he save us for? Did he save us for paradise? Some glorious servitude? Could have. That would have been pretty good. He showed us hell or showed us working in, in the gardens, you know, Hoeing the gardens in paradise or something, perfect weather, you know, plenty of things to eat, days off on the weekends. Would have been great, but no. He saved us Ephesians 2, 1 through 6. Mm. It's got to be back here someplace. It says, you were dead in your sins while I'm looking for it. You were dead in your sins and trespasses in which you formerly walked according to the powers of this world, according to the powers of the air, and the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience, among them we too all formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh, indulging the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath even as the rest. But God. Well, that, those two words just thrill me when I read them. But God, being rich in his mercy because of his, what love? Great love with which he loved us. Uh, love is multiplied there. He says, Paul says it over and over again. He's trying to get you to, to feel the great love with, with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you've been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places. Uh, and we go to John 3.2. That, really, that doesn't really point the picture yet, but he placed us in the heavenlies with Christ. Uh, and John 3.2 should be right there. Beloved, now we are children of God. And it has not yet appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him. Because we will see him just as he is. I'm, I'm running out of these things so I don't have to. And Philippians 3.21 tells us, He will transform the body of our humble state into conformity with the body of his glory by the exertion of the power that he has even to subject all things to himself. So he didn't save us to be servants. He saved us to be our kids. His kids. And not just his kids, 
that are adopted kids, you know, they really aren't part of yours. He, he has the power of life to put, to change this to be like him. Uh, I just have a hard time grasping that I could be I am, or like I am, or, or what that means, but I want to cling to, you know, they talk about heavens, golden streets, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm doing okay. Uh, so I never got this timed out. Uh, all, all the, you know, heavenly mansions and all that kind of stuff. Purple mansion. I don't care about a mansion. I don't care about golden streets. The thing about heaven that it just thrills me to no end is I'm going to be like Jesus whose only desire was to please the Father. Sinless. Yes. I will really love you then. And not just make believe. I love you now, brother. Amen. You know, it's... It, I don't know how many times I've said that and I still get goosebumps. I'm not going to be a sinner anymore. Oh, Only want to please the Father. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's going to get any better than that. And whatever else comes with it, I'll take them. You know, it's, he says in the, in, in the beginning of this, he's, he's uh, oh, that's Ephesians. I had this down in here once to be a reading, but I think I skipped it. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places that we would be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us to adoption as sons. He's given us an inheritance of his entire kingdom. Whew. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's going to be some, some kind of thing we've got to get excited about. And then in Jude, was this Jude? By golly, it is. <laughs> now, just a prayer. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be the glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all times, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you, my people. Now, not to kill the high, but God's justice still requires that sin be judged. God destroys, too, besides creating. Noah had a flood. Second uh, Peter, and that should be about here. Second uh, Peter 2.13. Nope, not 2.13. 2.10, 3.10, says, But the day of the Lord will come like a thief in which the heavens will pass away with a roar and the elements, that's, the, that's the, not the atoms, that's the things that make up the atoms. There's things still inside the atoms. that They're going to be destroyed with an intense heat and the earth and everything that it is is going to be burned up. It's going to be time of uh, in Colossians again I think it talks about in him all things are held together uh, and I see God holding all the subatomic particles together you know because out here polar 
positive, negative. If you put two positives, they blow themselves apart. Subatomic theory, things start working, don't work the same. They ought to be blowing apart, but there's something around that that holds them together. And that's God. He's holding it all together. You know what happens when atoms split? You know, we have nuclear reactions, right? Well, imagine when God goes like that to, to all of creation. That's going to be a that's going to be the Big Bang. You know, the Big Bang, they got it all backwards. <laughs> going to be Big Bang. Uh, but Peter goes on to tell us, according to his promise, we're looking for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. And we were talking about that a minute ago when we're no longer going to be sinners. Uh, so, not really trying to kill the, kill the high, but... Uh, because God is creator and love. In Isaiah 65, 17, uh, that's got to be here. Yes. Uh, 65, 17. Isaiah, long before Peter, says, For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth, and the former things will not be remembered or come to mind. Um, he is but. Okay, and then, oh, yeah. I love this one. I love this one. I have to share it with you. Uh, Ephesians 3.20. Thing ripped off before I got there. Now to him, now to him, who, yeah, I know, it's just terrible. Life is just. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond what we can ask or even think according to the power that works within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Yes, please. Thank you. Uh, and our God reigns. He is king of kings. With anything in this world is threatening to overtake you. Remember, you know the, the, the saying, God's still on the throne, right? He is still on the throne. Uh, and what do I got here? Revelations 19, 11, 16. That's got to be this one. Why do I have a 63 back there? We don't go that far. I, I'm almost done. 11 through 16. And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. Is this the right chapter? Yes. And he who sat on it is called faithful and true. And in righteousness he judges and wages war. His eyes are a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems. And he has a name written on him, which no one knows except himself. He is clothed with a white robe, dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which are in heaven, clothed in fine linen, that's us, white and clean, were following him on white horses. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword, so that with it he may strike down the nations which want to say he doesn't exist. And he will rule them with a rod of iron and treads the winepress of the fierce wrath of God the Almighty. And on his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. So, Take something with you today. Just think about God. 
think about as I am. You can think about how much he loves you. Love, justice, those things are, are, are attributes of who he is. He is I am. He is I am. Yep, it's, it's all there. What can I finish? How could I finish this prayer? To him be the glory, now and forever in his church, through Christ Jesus. Yep. Uh, and we're going to have some, some worship songs. Uh, at the end, At the end, we, you, you can go anytime you want. Uh, I'm, I don't know how I'm doing time-wise. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you have a question. Go. I'm just getting ready to say that. Okay. I appreciate your your willingness to get rid of your your hard earned. Uh, when you decide when, when it's when it's you you feel time to leave, uh, the offering baskets are on either side of the door in the back, and we're not going to do a normal offering. You can just as you're walking out, toss in toss in your your gift that's telling God, I believe in you. I know that a man receives nothing unless he receives it from you, and I'm, I'm not putting you to the test. I'm saying whatever you whatever your thought is on your your tithe. I, I just feel, Lord, I just saying I trust you, and whatever. Just tell him as you walk out, and you say, not this week. I don't have it because we don't all give every week. Some of us get paid once a month or something. You know, some of us have. Other weird ideas and concepts. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a lot of weird ideas and concepts, you know, so uh, it's all right. You don't believe that? Yeah, right. She told you guys already. Okay, so uh, while, we're, while we're worshiping, we're going to worship a little to finish off because I'm ready. Uh, are, are you ready? Okay, uh, then when you, if, if you feel a need, come on, come on up for prayer. I'll ask the, the prayer team to come up and, and join us up here and we'll sing and worship. And if you, if you want to pray about something, if you just want to come up and say, I just had to say thanks to the Lord with somebody so it would be here, feel him in my presence. Come on, we're here. Uh, it's all all right. Uh, if you don't, if you just want to leave, sneak out, that's good too. Uh, he'll follow you. Amen. Okay. Hit it, Jethro.